0: Holy Gospel according to St. John, beginning with the 15th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, when the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin because they do not believe in me. About righteousness because I am going to the Father and you will see me no longer. About judgment because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For He will not speak on His own, but will speak whatever He hears. And He will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify Me, because He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that He will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. morning. How are you? Good. Do you know what we're celebrating today? Yes. Pentecost, that's right. What else are we celebrating? Yes. Yes, Ashlyn and Joey's thing called Confirmation. Confirmation. Ashlyn and Joey, do you know who they are? Yes. Okay, so that's Ashlyn. Ashlyn, wave. There you go. Joey, would you wave to everybody back here? There you go. Way in the back is Joey. Those two have been studying their faith really carefully. Studying all about Jesus and all about God really, really carefully for two years. And they're not done. But they're just moving on to a different thing. When they were young, they had other people help them study. Sometimes it was their parents, sometimes it was their friends, sometimes their pastor. But in their very, very youngest time, they had their parents and two other people stand up as water was poured on them in this font and say, I'm going to help them to know about God and to know about their faith. These people are called godparents. These people are called sponsors. They have a lot of different names. Do you know who your godparents are? Yeah. Uh, mine are um, Uncle Tim and Aunt Joey. Uncle Tim and Aunt Joey, nice. And Maddie. And Maddie, okay. Do you know who your godparents are? Yeah. Aunt Susie. Aunt Susie, nice. I was baptized with my brother and he had two of my grandparents and I had two of my grandparents. I'm not sure who had who. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, Nice. And an uncle. I have a job for you. I want you to go home and I want you to ask your parents or your grandparents or whoever might know who your godparents are. Who are these people that helped you or are supposed to be helping you. Know who God is. Know all about Jesus. Know all about the church. Know all about your faith. Who are these people? I want you to go and ask your parents and hopefully your parents will help remind you and next week I want you to bring that with you. Because there's a lot of people in our lives that help us know who we are as the church. Mm -hmm. And I think we should get to know them a little bit. So, what are you going to ask your parents to do or help you do? Who are they going to try to find? We're going to do a repeat after me. (laughs) I'm going to say Godparents and then you say Godparents, okay? I think we can do it. Godparents. godparents Very good, we're going to try one more time godparents. godparents You're going to ask your parents To help you find your Godparents There you go Very good If you need help remembering, ask your mom and dad Ask your grandma and grandpa, it'll be okay Alright? All right. Should we pray? Let us pray God, we are very thankful on this Pentecost Sunday for sending your Spirit among us and teaching us who you are. We give you thanks for the people in our lives who has taught us about God, about Jesus, about the Spirit. And we ask that we might get to know our godparents a little bit better. Help us to remember and help us to learn. Help us to know more about you and help us to have these things in our hearts that we might act like you too in your name we pray amen if you like to snack In the name of Jesus. Amen. Ashlyn and Joey, as we have mentioned, have begun this process of confirming their faith over the past two years. Often we call this process catechism or confirmation class. I wonder how many among us, and I'd like to see your hands, have participated in confirmation or catechism class over the years how was it? It's, it's a question that nearly always gets these uncomfortable chuckles. You know? I know. Sometimes it's really enjoyable. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes the truth lies in between. And it's best of terms. Confirmation is a process of studying your faith, studying your baptismal heritage, of looking at everything that's been taught to you about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and coming to terms with both what you believe, what the church believes, and standing up and saying, I'm a part of this too. I'm taking this mantle on too. I'm going to be active in this church too. This church congregation and this church universal. And yet, I I think that there's more to it than that. I had a seminary professor, Dr. Margaret Crick, who was emphatic and I believe correct in saying that we misname these classes and we misname this occasion. We call this class and we call this occasion Confirmation. As if confirmation were a two year period of study and as if confirmation were a moment of confession. Dr. Crick often said that confirmation, that affirming our faith is a lifelong vocation. Something that begins well before seventh grade and ends never. That it is always the work of the Christian and always the work of the church to study, to dwell, and in its best efforts discern what God is doing in its midst. To every day seek to confirm the faith that is in us. I think that's in this text today. That dwells in this text today. I don't know about you, but often I find myself hoping and believing and understanding that all I ever need to know is contained within scripture. And yet, here is Christ forcefully telling us, forcefully telling the disciples and those who hear today that you cannot bear everything in this moment. That you cannot bear what the church will become in its entirety today. But over time, the church will be revealed to you. The ways of God will be revealed to you. That each generation has a part to play in this revelation, in this understanding, in this transfiguration. That's why we tell the stories. Here in church. That's why we study these things in confirmation. That's why, Ashlyn and Joey, I gave you so much homework two years ago. It, it like, man, you should have seen their faces. They were just crestfallen half the time. But we needed to know these stories. I needed you to be able to tell me who Moses was, not because is some sadistic ritual that we go through where everyone needs to memorize Moses. I need you to be able to tell me because we see a glimpse of God there. I need you to be able to tell me about the Israelites and their life, both in Egypt and after. Not because I love memorizing history. In fact, I don't either. But there's glimpses of who God is and how God acts and I need you to have that in your bones. The reason we dwell in four stories every Sunday is so that you too, all of us, can dwell in these stories and catch glimpses of God and then throughout the week hold this in our hearts and in our bones so that as we are the church in the world, We have who God is reverberating inside of us. We have literally surrounded ourselves with these stories. In each one of these paintings, we have some of the pinnacles of our covenant faith. Each Sunday, we come in to be surrounded by these stories and the characters therein, to be surrounded by the God that has knit them together, to be held in our Christian identity, to have this in our hearts and be sent out again. The stories on our walls surround the current story. Surround you. Think of it this way. 2,000 years ago, Christ said to his disciples, you cannot bear all things now, but the Holy Spirit will come to you with all things and breathe into you the truth of these things. If the disciples 2,000 years ago had a glimpse of the church as it stands today in 2018, they could not bear it. They could not maybe even recognize it with what it's become, both in its wonderful understandings of Christ in our midst and perhaps even in its struggles today. We, in 2018, 2,000 years later, in 4018, may not recognize the church how it stands then, but we will be a part of the story that it tells to itself, that it paints on its walls so that it might know Christ too. Joey and Ashlyn, what do we call that 30 minutes at the end of class every, every time we meet? Say it again. Open theological conversation, that's right. And we've done this in uh, the Sunday school class I teach, and we've done this in other places. Open theological conversation is at its core the work that the church does in the world. We gather for worship to be surrounded by the risen Christ, to be fed by the Holy Spirit. And we go out in the world in basic understanding to do open theological conversation. Those of you who have participated know there's three rules every time. The first one is talk about whatever you want. And when I say whatever, I mean whatever. We have talked about the depths of our society and its struggles with violence, with love, with understanding one another. We've also talked about comic book characters like Thor in The Avengers. Ashlyn brought those to us. Very wisely, might I add. We've talked about hunting and baseball and how they come together. How they teach us things of faith. We talk about anything we want. That's the first rule. The second rule is you must bring your faith to bear. You must talk about everything you know. All the things that we've tried to put in your bones and in your heart. You must bring those things to bear as best as you can. And you must talk about the depths of your life. Every part of it. Good, bad, and otherwise. Life may not overwhelm faith and faith may not overwhelm life but they must be spoken of equally. And then go. Go and try to understand this world as you see it with your faith and your life in each hand. And let me tell you, it's one of my favorite parts of class. It's where I come to see who God is and what God's doing in our everyday life. It's where I come to see the witness of the confirmands as they study. It's where I come to add to these stories that surround us more stories of faith and of holiness and of the truth of the Spirit. And so... Understanding our Christian vocation of always confirming our faith. Understanding that the Holy Spirit still has things to bear to us in truth today. Understanding that we are still becoming the church. I invite you into open theological conversation. Not in this moment but throughout the week. As you go throughout the week, talk about whatever you like. You're going to anyways. Talk about whatever you like. As you go throughout the week, bring your faith to bear in the conversation. You don't have to be perfect, but as best you know it and as best you can hear it and say it and witness to it, the things that are in your bones and in your heart, bring that to bear in the conversation and talk honestly and openly about your life. Talk about these things with friends, with neighbors, with colleagues, with strangers. And in it, come to know the Spirit. Come to know the the distinguishing movement of Christ in our world today. Add to the stories we have on our walls. Confirm and affirm your faith. Thanks be to God for the witness that surrounds us. Thanks be to God for the witness that is formed each day in our midst. Thanks be to God for you and I, the church. Amen.